This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. I guess you can use a snappy slogan like defund the police, but you know you've lost a big audience the minute you say it, which makes it a lot less likely that you're actually going to get the changes you want done. Here's Jerry Callahan. Well, we generally try to keep this hour, hour, more than an hour, 75 minutes maybe, this um, podcast. So we were going to list the... um, hypocrites in public office, all the mayors and governors and public health officials who are liars and hypocrites, and we get new ones every day, and we just don't have time. We'll try to give you some of the the highlights from these frauds, which uh, is all the evidence you need that they don't really believe the rules they're imposing on everybody, but uh, we can't do them all. We can't get them all. It's just, uh, it's, I know we don't have all day. Also today, you know what today is? It's NFL Wednesday. We got a game at 340, and I don't know about anyone else, but I'm excited. Of course, the uh, Ravens don't have any players, and they're big, big underdogs, but it's a Steelers-Ravens game (laughs) on Wednesday afternoon. So I'm in. uh, Sarah Fuller's traveling with her team, and I think that's wonderful. I mean, you can't leave the special teams player of the week behind when you head to Georgia to get your ass kicked. We'll see if she gets a a chance and an extra point. Um, The CDC is changing the rules changing the length you must quarantine after you're exposed to the virus, which means I guess the science isn't settled. Donald Trump made a little announcement to his, uh, his, his flock at the Christmas party yesterday. We'll tell you what that's about. And um, Elliot Page, Elliot Page, you may not have heard of him, but I don't think he's right because he won a, um, he was nominated for an Oscar for playing a woman, and I don't think that's right. Elliot Page is not a woman. Elliot Page identifies as a man, but Elliot Page has been a woman in the past, and I'm just all confused. I think uh, maybe Shadow can explain it all to me. Today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term. And the payment that fits into your budget, get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Assured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Colin is here. Shattuck is here. Um, you're going to have to explain this uh, Elliot Page thing to me. I'm just so confused. Um, she, was, she was Ellen Page, Oscar-nominated actress from Juno. Right. Very outspoken um, lesbian um, actress, but I guess she's not lesbian anymore. Is that the big announcement? Uh, well, first, that entity that you're discussing doesn't doesn't exist anymore. So that the name that you said, which I won't say, Jerry, because I don't oh, want to harm, literally no, I, harm. I, 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 well, let me. Can I apologize? Because you're right. I shouldn't have said that. Her name. What? Uh, his name was Ellen Page. His name is now Elliot Page. If you change genders, what name would you pick, Tom? Would you do you have a name picked out if you became a woman? I mean, when you know could happen. Uh, what name would you be if you were a girl? Uh, I've always gotten along with Nancys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of look like a Nancy. Would um, you feel like you have to keep it on the path of where your current name was? You know what I mean? Like she. I guess got- that's what she did. I kept the first two letters the same, or three yeah. letters. Um, but it just seems odd. She's getting praised. I read a couple of stories. All the ad- usual, you know, advocates and activists are praising. I'm sorry, him, 
because Ellen Page, who was a cute girl, is now a guy and um, identifies as a male. But she was a very outspoken, as I said, lesbian, very well-known lesbian. I and I had a partner, but now she's a guy, so she can't be a lesbian. Do I have that right, Chaddock? Uh, that is correct. But also, she's not a she. I'm sorry. She is he and they. So, or is he is still lesbian? Are we all lesbians? That's my question. No, she, he not? is trans. He and they are, are trans. Right. And, and that is, but it's funny if you looked at the uh, headlines, the initial headlines were just so labored. It was so torturous for these woke <laughs> wannabe papers to position this in a way that makes sense. Because, you know, the, the, the kind of AP classification would have to show some clarity as who we're talking about. But that goes against the woke rules of the LGBT movement. So you can't mention that this Elliot Page was more familiar to everybody with a different name, you know, which would really help and, inform. And, and we know that they like people to play the roles. Like if you're, if you're a, you know, trans, you should play the trans role. If you're you yeah. know, female, you should be a female. If you're handicapped, they think they should find a handicapped actor. So this offends me that this guy, Elliot page played this woman in 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 Juno, which I thought was a good movie. I thought I liked Juno. I liked her in Juno, but I don't like her anymore because she stole that role from a woman, and she's a guy. <laughs> and also, would he have beat out George Clooney in Michael Clayton for Best Actor that year? That's a question. It's a good question. Um, Problem. Well, you know what? I don't. In in Hollywood, anything is possible, and. Uh, I think this obviously makes him more beloved, but what roles does he get now? Got roles for a guy? Oh, he better get some roles now. He and they both better get some roles now. Absolutely. I mean, we talked about the bylaws that are now written right. into all these contracts. I think uh, certainly, I mean, with with his number of his experiences that he's had, um, it's it's violence if he does not get the role. That, that's a good point. It is violence. That's the definition of violence. I I don't know, Colin. Do you think Shattuck is comfortable on this topic? Because um, this is something. Another thing I, I could uh, say without equivocation that if we were on the radio right now, mm-hmm. there'd be a program director running in the studio, pushing the button, telling us to stop. Don't they know that the Red Sox signed a, a long reliever? Um, <laughs> You know, the thing Please. is, though, Jerry, it's, you, it's the biggest story, not the biggest, it's one of the bigger well, stories, bigger culture stories in, in the country. But trust me when I tell you, there's nobody on uh, the radio, the terrestrial radio, at least in, in, in anyone I know, any station that I know of, any, any station that I used to work for that would be allowed to say a word about the, even if you're going to say what a hero Elliot Page is for changing his gender from female to male i don't think he changed any parts right no no private parts have no. been changed it's no. just a, a declaration i'm a guy and everyone said that's heroic um on the same day by the way and i know you saw this where chuck schumer says that the first priority of the um, biden administration and this shocked me because I just figured, I just assumed it's climate change. His first priority is changing the weather, right? Isn't that when, would it, you know, isn't that why he was elected to change the weather? And I guess that's the second priority. The first priority is to give his blessing to female, I mean, males who become female and then kick females' ass in track. 
That's an important issue, and I'm glad that Biden and Harris will be addressing it on day one. I mean, I don't. There's no other problems in this country. There's nothing else worth addressing. They got to make sure that men. I mean, sorry, boys and men. I guess who become female and then just kick the crap out of girls in sports, essentially ruining girls' sports if they choose to, and uh, you know, ruining girls' hopes and dreams. Um, that's their top priority, and I think it's wonderful. I don't. I, I, I'm like, I'm like a lot of these activists. I'm like Chuck Schumer. I hate girls, you know, so girls should being a track star, screw them, you know, let's screw them. Let the guys become girls, identify as girls and win all the races. Last one. Joe Biden said that on his first day of office, he will give transgender students access to sports, bathrooms and locker rooms in accordance with their gender identity in all federally funded schools. Do you think he has the ability to do this? And do you agree with this decision? I agree with the decision. And I know he'll check things out thoroughly legally. Thank you. Every- all the scholarships. You must have had a day yesterday because you got Schumer on the transgender issue. And then right. you got Janet Yellen's main priority is climate change. <laughs> so you must have had a nice little afternoon for yourself. It is. And just when I think I'm going to have some fun and watch you know, Biden stumble and bumble and watch Harris try to undercut him and watch these dogs. You know, did you ever see uh, Boys from Brazil where the, yeah, uh, the Nazis, the Nazi guy who's uh, 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 Gregory Peck, I believe. Yeah. It, it's a it's it's a, it's a great movie. It really is with um, Lawrence Olivier and Steve Gutenberg. By the way, gets was he really? Wow. Yeah, I never knew what happened to him. He was great in Diner. He was great in some movies, and then he just disappeared. Anyway, uh, he's got these German Shepherds. No Dobermans that attack on you know when he and will and just kill people. I think those two German Shepherds. What what um, they just started this effort to to bring down. Uh, I, I think Kamala Harris is training them. You know that that you know that story about the uh, pet psychic. The Daily Beast had this huge story. I swear to God, it's like three thousand words about a pet psychic who I believe is in England or Europe and talks to Biden's dogs. You right? Yes. There'd be no journalism in the Biden administration. You were wrong. Day one, they got a pet psychic who talks to Champ and Major. Doesn't talk to the cat yet. I don't think the, the cat doesn't even have a name. But this pet psychic. Talked to the dogs, and they dogs told this pet psychic that um, Biden was going to be a terrific president. So I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced. I think Kamala Harris is going to hire a pet psychic to talk to these dogs and have them continue to, you know, knock him around. They already broke his ankle. So I, 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 he, I'd keep your head on the swivel if I were you, Joe, because those dogs, those German shepherds, they look like killers. And Kamala Harris is giving them little, you know. Mental telepathy. Get them to attack. Attack. By the way, those are great dogs. German Shepherds are fantastic dogs. But what are the chances that they were anywhere near him when he took a header and <laughs> messed up his foot? I would I mean, put that. I'd estimate that at about zero. Zero. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was trying to come up with a list of uh, ways. And we can get back to, you know, Elliot Page, this wonderful, this new American hero or the new priority of the Biden administration mm-hmm. to make sure boys become girls and ruin girl sports, which is important. It's a big step for this country. But um, I would say that Biden broke his ankle the same way that lots of 78 year olds in failing health break bones. You know, the, the I would say the better story, the, the more likely story is he was getting out of bed. He mm-hmm. was putting on his shoes. He was getting into the tub it's going to happen again. Get used to it. And 
they've blamed the dogs once. I don't know. Can you get away with that again? Because they're going to. Well, there's two dogs, so a champ gets to take the collar on one of them. You think? And then, and then there's a cat. Right, right. Mr. Boots or whoever. Here's, here's my be- guess. Next time, it'll be like a broken hip, and they'll say, he was working out in the White House gym. Yes. Uh, he, you know, he, he was sparring with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was sparring with. Uh, what's uh, Kamala's husband's name? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, yeah, he so he'll always be doing something bag. rigorous and youthful when it happens. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt. Yeah, but I mean. No, he was sparring with Corn Pop. Corn Pop came back, you know, <laughs> little reunion. And the two of them went down the the White House gym and worked out, and the president <laughs> broke uh, broke his hip. And then it'll be something else. And you know what? He'll here's what's going to happen. He's going to show up, and obviously the media will be there to cover for him, and you know pretend whatever story he makes up is real, and not demand any accountability. You know when when Trump had COVID, it was a, a constitutional crisis because he didn't give us his updated blood pressure every ten minutes. Right. Well, this guy says, yeah, he hurt himself uh, uh, with the dog. They don't ask any follow-up questions. They do, don't demand any accountability. They just say, oh, yeah, he was playing with the dog. Uh, and they all buy it because that's the way it's going to be. But how mo- how long can they keep that up? Here's my prediction. And um, I'm on a roll with my predictions, by the way. Um, um, here's my prediction. He's going to show up at a press conference with a black eye. And they're going to say, Oh, you know, he was he was with you know corn pop in the gym, or he was riding his bike. They're going to try to come up with something manly and virile. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, he he walked into a wall, you know, or walked into a because he's in an unfamiliar place. And that's trust me, when you have someone an elderly in with dementia and you put them in an unfamiliar place, they walk into things. They're not yes, yes. He's in an unfamiliar place now, even before moving to the uh, to the White House. But I think that. First of all, the press is asking tough questions, Jerry, so that's not exactly fair. Mr. President-elect, how does your foot feel? How's your foot? Good. How's your foot? There you go. You you gotta let it play, because it's thank you. I love when they thank him for blowing him off, you know. Thank you, Mr. President. What flavor ice cream do you get in your milkshake? How does your foot feel? Honest to God, it should be which dog? How are you playing with your dog, you lion sack of crap? We don't know. We know you weren't playing with your dogs. Can you just be be honest? You're really old. You're kind of frail. It's going to happen again. They'll be. They'll reluctantly have to talk about the possibility that he steps down at some point and Kamala ascends to the throne. That's going to be a huge story within. I don't know, 18 months. I put the over under on 18 months where he has to step down. What's your what, What's your take? I would put it, uh, I think it happens next year, sometime just before the summer probably, as they're really trying to push forward. I think that the fervor for um, for uh, super ultra um, green initiatives is going to come to a head very quickly, <sighs> especially since they've been iced out of the cabinet pretty much so far. I mean, they're all wackos, and Kerry is obviously an anti-progressive and some other ones, but... I mean, Neera Tandon is somebody who took shots at Bernie Sanders, and so she's not squad friendly. And I think the squad's going to demand a pound of flesh very, very shortly. Neera Tandon's not passing through the Senate. She's not going to get confirmed. There's already a bunch of senators on record saying no, not no chance, no chance. She's too bad because she's one of the more interesting ones. She's kind of like Klobuchar in that way. She's mean to the core. She she she, she punched some guy in the face in, in a meeting. Yes, um, he outed a whistleblower who wanted to 
uh, press uh, accuse another coworker of sexual harassment confidentially, and she outed right. the woman. I mean, yeah, that she is... also claimed to have evidence that the Russians changed the vote totals. Right, right. She's, yes, she. Got, I mean, the, the 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 Senate hearings will be will be interesting because she also took shots at lots of senators, and they are looking forward to their pound of flesh. But she, a Republican who outed a woman who wanted to accuse a man of sexual harassment confidentially, that would be a career ender in, in D.C. If a Republican did that, it would be a misogynist, a sexist. I mean, they would be uh, mocked and ridiculed by everybody. But it's a, a good liberal. And I, oh, it's, it's so Clinton, Jerry, isn't it? It's so Clinton, you know, going after the accusers. You know, that's that's like drag a five dollar bill through a trailer park stuff. Tandon is vicious. She's such a Clinton. She's from Team Clinton too. So, and, be- and somebody she was uh, someone was criticizing her, and somebody called it racist. And I went, "What is she not? Is she, what, what race is she?" I think she's of Indian descent. Of Indian descent. I looked at her. It's not 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 a bad looking woman. And I'm like, yeah. what, "What the hell? What? How is that?" Ra- it is. It, we've reached a point where you get the people get accused of racism, and you don't even know why. It's like, what? Why no. is that racist? She's a good-looking woman who's made a had a career in D.C. and got quite the paper trail. She's already deleted over a thousand tweets yeah. because she's taking shots at everybody. Good luck with that, Nira. She will be shut. She'll go down in flames. So maybe Bernie, the Bernie Bros, will get a commie in there. And I, I, Janet Yellen was probably throwing them a bone when she did that press conference and all she, she's yeah. the head of the treasure, uh, the treasury. And she was talking about racial inequities and, and climate change and all this usual left-wing gobbledygook. And Biden was sitting next to her with his mask on, just nodding. We were, oh, good. We're going to use the treasury to solve climate change. And I'm going, Christ, could you just, I mean, just do your job. Your job has nothing to do with climate change. You, you pander and puke. They're all the same. It's all the same old crap. I know. But at this point, you know, they take whatever speech they've got for her and hand it over to Kate Bedingfield, who <laughs> infuses it with 30% wokeness. And that'll happen with, with every speech we, with every speech we have. But Janet Yellen is not a horrible pick. She's somebody who is, is, not ridiculous you know well, I mean, you did you see a press conference that was pretty ridiculous i mean the, the copy of her speech was ridiculous yes but every woke talking point she hit she's the head of the treasury well, doesn't that tell you how nervous they are how nervous they are that they're about sh- the bernie bros yeah absolutely and i think that's what what's going to happen is that and that's how the press is finally going to start asking real questions when they start asking questions that are hitting biden in a sensitive area and uh, Biden's going to be taking flack from some of the Bernie bros. And then one of the Biden's Avengers will call one of the reporters and say, hey, cut the crap, change course. And then maybe somewhere in Washington, D.C., you'll have uh, a woke editor saying, no, no, we, we're on team woke here. We're not on team Biden. And then starts the war. But I, I think it's only a matter of time. I don't I think mean, they, it, it, it is. I, I like the war because. Even you know, even the likes of, of Barack Obama had to admit that the that that his party has tacked so far left that they don't recognize them anymore. And he he took shots at those who want, who wanted to fund the police. I guess you can use a snappy slogan like "defund the police," but you know you've lost a big audience the minute you say it. And he called it a slogan, a bad slogan. And of course, Elon Omar and AOC's not a slogan. We wanted to fund the police. 
I like that. Stick to your guns, Elon and AOC and Ayana. Stick to your guns. Keep talking about defunding the police. It is the best thing that's happened to the Republicans. And I think uh, on January 5th in, in Georgia, it's an issue. I mean, they're going to make it an issue. Right. War- Warnock can't you know, denounce every left, every nutty left-wing uh, supporter he has. And they all wanted to fund the police. And every place where they fund the police, your crime has gone up. Violent crime has gone up. We've seen it in Seattle. It's unbelievable. They defund the police and immediately the criminals run wild. All right. Today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. With me, as always, is Dave McDonough. Dave, we have a new Treasury Secretary announced. What's going on with the market? How are they react? You know, Dave, uh, Dow 30,000, balloons coming down, confetti, the whole thing. I think the rationale behind it is very simple. A lot of folks out there expected Liz Warren to get that position. She's anti-business, anti-financial. That is not the case. We have Yellen, the former Fed chair, uh, more moderate. Wall Street liked it. Financials, energy stocks rallied on that news. So sum up, we're actually going to give out a Outlook for 2021 report here. Great report that you got to get your hands on. But you give me a quick 15-second Outlook for 2021. Well, here's the deal, David. It's the We're the largest independent research firm of the world, LPL Financial. And that's truly working for the individual investor. There isn't any pitch, any product to sell. It's simply looking ahead and saying more stimulus is going to happen. More spending is going to happen. Inflation is going to creep in. How do you protect your portfolios? This is how you start. Get your hands on 2021 Outlook. So big brain stuff. LPL's 2021 Outlook. You got to get your hands on it. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. It's got everything you need to know in there. Go get it. I know we're going to give away hundreds. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Dave, thank you very much. My pleasure, David. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. In Massachusetts right now, we're waiting on our gutless governor, Charlie Baker, and he's waiting like this with his finger in the wind to see which way he should go on this. Uh, there's a uh, crime bill, a, you know, a police reform bill on his desk, which does all the usual things. It has, you know, the boards that are review the, you know, the, the, uh, the actions of the police to see if they're racially inequitable and, you know, banning chokeholds and holding cops responsible if other cops that, you know, commit violent acts if the cop doesn't stop them then they're going to be held responsible and all kinds of ways to make the police make their lives more difficult and obviously the police are against this and we'll find out if charlie baker the rhino's rhino vetoes it i say he doesn't i say he goes along with it because he goes along with every woke idea because he lives in fear he's a gutless you know pathetic Mm -hmm. uh, uh, stooge for for all the all the you know woke causes these days as you know yeah, for him to not give any defense to the cops during this summer of violence. Right. And, you know, the cops couldn't use Berkeley. The cops couldn't use the MBTA. I mean, <laughs> what the hell is that? For the, his complete lack of leadership there was ridiculous. But tell you one thing, I mean, he'll probably make some changes to the bill or demand some changes are made to the bill. Uh, but if this is a total anti-cop product at the end of the day, then the police commissioner, William Gross, may be launching his political career because He's not going to take it. This guy is barely able to maintain his silence on these issues. And the Boston cops have done a great job, and they've been pushed around and pushed around and pushed around and really just disgraced by, yeah. by leadership here. The head of the, uh, the the policeman's union says the final compromise of this bill is a final attack on police officers by lawmakers. It is 129 pages Crowded with punitive measures, layers and layers of new bureaucracy, and the abridgment of basic due process rights for police officers, 
I have no doubt the whole thing is anti-cop and and pro woke and uh, you know pro BLM and uh, in a normal you know state the Republican governor would veto it in a heartbeat, but not in Massachusetts. And I I don't know what the governor's waiting for. I think he's busy destroying uh, small businesses, restaurants, destroying the lives of uh, hardworking uh, entrepreneurs in Massachusetts. It's uh, the Senate passed the bill twenty eight twelve. The House passed ninety two sixty seven, which is not a major, not a big majority in this no. state. Uh, it, you know, it's not a popular bill. It um, would establish a committee to study qualified immunity, the big, the big issue where cops can get sued uh, for things they do, not intentionally, not like like killing George Floyd, but if you shoot at a suspect who's shooting at you and the stray bullet, you know, hits someone. You know, three blocks away, you can get sued. And, you know, cops will live in fear. They will not be proactive. They, they I mean, that's happening now in major yeah. cities. They're not, you know, uh, chasing suspects uh, because they're afraid if, you know, there's cameras everywhere, they might be accused of something and their life will be over. So they're, uh, they're not in many cases doing the job, like, at least not the way they used to. It's scary. No. And, and it's a good issue for, Republicans, obviously not in Massachusetts, but in Georgia, you know, a co- I think a politician, a candidate can't go wrong if he sides with the police and does it emphatically. Yeah, it's, well, it's because now the police have disengaged where they haven't been simply defunded. They've had to disengage. You know, the crime rates in these areas have gone way the hell up. And this is in the marginalized areas. And these folks want some protection. Their, their tax money is going to paying for this protection, but it's not there anymore. And the cops are taking a step back. And, you know, usually where they would find somebody suspicious and ask some questions. Now they're staying in the cruiser. They want no part of it. And they right. You know what it is, Shattuck? It's the greatest divide between rich, woke, suburban liberals and minorities who live in the neighborhoods which will lose uh, cops, where there will be fewer cops. Those people don't want to defund the cops. You've seen that poll. 81% of of black people don't either want to keep the uh, the number of police at the same or increase it. This is pushed by rich woke liberals in in the suburbs. That's uh, and 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 blacks aren't on board, <laughs> it, which right. is a good issue if you're uh, looking to divide and you know conquer these these a holes. So uh, hopefully, why don't you go on the community page on Facebook of Waltham right now and look at all the people who are scared shitless for the last 48 right. hours of this, of this all right, yeah. attack, 10 people. It's universal that people just scared shitless. And now's the time that all the headlines are going to be in the paper where you're going to micromanage the police. Like now, you know what I mean? It's so yes. hypocritical. Of people, every, every up. Republican should be out there with little buttons saying, I support the police and making appearances with police and, uh, you know, uh, going to the policeman's ball, if there is such a thing, you know, going to, you know, and, and showing outward enthusiastic support of police. People don't want to get rid of police. It's madness. Yeah. It's the nuttiest. It's the nuttiest thing of, of from these nuts like my congressperson, Ayanna Presley. They got a lot of nutty, a lot of nutty views, a lot of nutty uh uh, right and, and, and issues but and, and she like and rachel rollins they consider it abhorrent if you don't want to spring violent defenders right. from the jails and you know we've already seen there have been rape sprees etc people's when once again that's women once again women get victimized when we move you move to woke progressivism in city after city and state after state and nobody cares nobody cares about women and that brings us back right. to the schumer thing again 
Exactly. Why is it okay that some dude now, 17 years old, a guy gets to walk into a woman's dressing room, locker room, you know, and not, no one's allowed to question him. And, and that's going to be a priority. Joe Biden said that on his first day of office, he will give transgender students access to sports, bathrooms, and locker rooms in accordance with their gender identity in all federally funded schools. Do you think he has the ability to do this? And do you agree with this decision? I agree with the decision, and I know he'll check things out thoroughly legally. So there you go. If you're a Democrat and if you're a, a liberal, they, just so you know, the leaders of your party do not care about girls anymore. This is. Bad news for girls. I mean, if you're a girl, if you're a daughter, if you plays high school sports, she's going to get her ass kicked, and it's not just going to be track. You know, mm -hmm. it's going to be any basketball, any sport they want to play, field hockey. Guys can identify as girls, and they can play, and they not only do they win, but they will be celebrated by the president, the vice president, and and this guy who might be the leader of the Senate, <laughs> by the way. Uh, Chuck Schumer, they think it's wonderful. And you're right, to, to fund the police, inner cities, girls, women will be the most vulnerable, of course. But it is somehow yeah. became chic with the with the you know, the woke left to get rid of cops. And I, the first time I heard it, I said, that's madness, yeah. but go for it. Go for it, because it's, it is so unpopular and so insane that the more you hear from people like my congressperson, Ayanna Presley, who doesn't care at all about girls, white, black, doesn't matter. Girls are disposable to her. Bring in the, the boys who identify with girls, get rid of the cops, doesn't matter. They're just pawns to her. Uh, keep it up, Ayanna. Keep it up, AOC, because that, 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 that's popular with about 1% of the American public. Keep, you know. Right, and it's also since, since Donald Trump will not be uh, occupying the White House shortly, there's not going to be it's not an all-in emergency anymore. Whatever we have to do to sacrifice, uh, you know, our own gender now, you know, in the name of dethroning Donald Trump, you know, that's that's not going to work anymore. You know, right now everybody's on to the trailblazing female kicker you know, as being something that we must all celebrate this week. It was a wonderful and legitimate uh, event. We must celebrate it. Well, pretty soon they're going to be trailblazing female fullbacks in soccer who are men <laughs> and those people are going to be expected to celebrate that. But these, you know, white women in yoga pants who drink wine, uh, which is the people who left Trump, these people are going to wonder why their daughters aren't allowed to play, don't make the team anymore, or get crushed by a team of seemingly boys now. And that this is this conversation is, is verboten, and even having the conversation and not celebrating Elliot, um, what's his name, Page, Page. you know, is... I'm not talking about even castigating or rendering well, any doubt, you but you have to celebrate. Anything short of celebration is right. considered violence. That's and not going to work. I say this all the time when we talk about, you know, the guys who become girls and kick ass and track and field hockey. I say, I remember in high school, there were some crazy, I hung out, I had some friends who were absolutely crazy and wild and did, they would absolutely one day just say, I'm a girl, just to, just to, mess with everybody just to <laughs> go out there and, and play a game of field hockey or track and just say, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do about it? I mean, there will be that, that element of, of pranksters who will be messing with all of us. I'm looking for this thing. I, I, I retweeted yesterday, a political consultant who said it was the least popular issue he's ever seen that nobody uh, that he polled is supportive of uh, 
guys running girls track or guys playing girls field hockey and, and obviously kicking ass because they have the right. big advantage. We've gone over that for the last three days. There's a reason that um, uh, Sarah Fuller didn't actually play in the SEC, didn't actually play a Power 5 conference football game. She just, you know, kicked and ran off the field, kicked it 26 yards in the air and ran off the field is because girls can't play major college football. They can't play in the NFL. They'll never be able to play in the NFL. There's just some things people can't accept. And I, w- I want to well, get to that because, you know, we haven't talked to you, but mm-hmm. the good news is um, the o and eight Vanderbilt, uh, whatever they're called, Commodores, are heading to uh, Georgia to get their ass kicked again. And uh, she's traveling with the team. The, the coach announced the interim oh. coach because the last guy got fired after yeah. later. <laughs> Derek Mason, the the interim coach said, yep, she's uh, practicing. She's with us. So she's traveling with the team, which means the coach has a choice. Does he continue to play this game and send her out there as, you know, for show, as a a token, say, look, we're still playing a girl and let her kick off again because they might only have one play for the kicker, you know, the one kickoff. (laughs) They don't score a lot of points. They're not a good team. Well, we, and, we forget, Jerry. She's got a large motivational speaking role with the team. That's right. She's got to give the halftime speech again, which I'm sure the, the boys of the team are still rolling their eyes saying, who the hell do you think you are? They've been getting their asses kicked all year. She comes in for one day and starts telling them the reason they're losing is they don't have enough team spirit. But that is, you know, it is so funny because my daughter, who's 10, plays girls softball, and the girls are really sweet to each other out there. Yay, Katie. That's great, Katie. Awesome. And they high-five. Like, even if they strike out, they're, it's super emotional. It's nice. And they hug each other, and it's like really kind of like a, a bonding event. And boys aren't like that. Boys are cutthroat. And, and you think boys on a college football team in the SEC or 0-8 who just lost four, or were in the process of losing 41 nothing. I mean, really, literally getting their asses kicked. Not just losing, but getting beaten up and pushed around. Want to hear this girl's soccer player come in and say, you guys just don't have enough team spirit. The reason we're a good soccer team is because we support each other. They must have been ready to just. If that was a guy from the boys soccer team who had said that to them, it would have gotten ugly. Good point. Like that's, you know, that's obviously there was, there is no boys soccer team for some reason at Vanderbilt. So uh, they didn't have to worry about it, but she's going to travel with the team. We will see if they continue the charade and let her kick one time. But so, Jerry, I, I think I'm you're wrong about more. about saying that that it's not they they'll never make it in the NFL. Why wouldn't they? If they just keep legislating the positions like they have been, then why wouldn't they? I mean, like no quarterback gets hit now like Terry Bradshaw got hit hit in the seventies. You know, there's more and more rules. Oh, you see, you see who, when oh yeah, Drew Brees, Drew Brees got hit a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they get hit. Um, well, it, maybe that's why they have to ratchet the rules up again to protect these quarterbacks. It doesn't they, matter. It doesn't matter if it could be tag. It could be touch. I realize the hitting makes it more problematic for a female, but they're not as fast. They're not as big. They don't throw it at things. I mean, a, a progressive in charge, and all it has to be is a couple of progressive owners and the and the. Goodell to be more progressive. A progressive in t- charge would see that and say, well, then everybody else has to slow down to that level. You have to snuff well, we, the We talked about this yesterday when Michael Sam got drafted. They, you know, they celebrated it. It was our first gay draft pick or outwardly gay draft pick, and everyone thought it was wonderful. And ESPN had, you know, like a three-day-long celebration 
all the woke hosts on ESPN thought it was glorious. They actually had a camera at his house, which you don't often do for seventh round draft picks to catch him making out with his boyfriend. I thought it was wonderful. I don't care what you think. I thought it was a little more wonderful than I, you did. I thought it was sort of like watching, you know, Jackie Robinson get his first at bat or, or Rosa Parks sitting in the front of the bus watching Michael Sam uh, give a big smooch to his boyfriend because he got drafted. Turns out he's not, it was not a very good player, didn't belong in the NFL. It was all a big charade orchestrated by Roger Goodell. The, um, he did, I forget what the quid pro quo was. He did, oh, they kept um, the Rams off of uh, Hard Knocks, which is what uh, Jeff Fisher wanted. So he wasted a seventh round pick on Michael Sam. We all got to celebrate, and I think it was glorious, mm-hmm. but it wasn't real because Michael Sam oh, I found it to, be, to play in the NFL. I found it to be a trailblazing moment. Um, but tell me something, Jerry. Here's something for you. What if trailblazing female kicker Sarah Fuller? Goes the way of Elliot Page in a week. Becomes a boy, girl. I mean, oh. a guy. A man. Uh, it becomes he and they. Then did the trailblazing ever happen? It's a good point. Well, I don't think the tra- see. The problem is the tra- trailblazing didn't actually happen because she didn't play football. She didn't play. She just mm. kicked twenty six yards and ran off the field. That's like saying the person that ran out got the tee after the kickoff played. You know, <laughs> she didn't actually play. Uh, and there will never be a girl who could play major college football in the NFL. And I know that's hard to swallow for some people who want to think girls can do anything. Cause I know you told your daughter, you can do anything, honey. You want to be, you want to, you know, like I said yesterday, you want to dunk, you want to bench 500 pounds. You can do it. I mean, do you do that? Do you lie to your daughters? Uh, yes, I tell her that she can bench 500 pounds. I tell her that special teams in football is the only, <laughs> the only aspect phase of the game that matters. And uh, you know, to a 13 or 33 yard kick, Jerry. By the way, it was a well strategized squib kick. I don't know why you're trying to take that away. I, know, from I, love, her. I love the media that say, "Oh, it's this intentional." She was ready kick. to be on the field in tackle, but it was a squib kick. Right. So she her was role was boom it out of the end zone, but the coach said, "Just squib it, Sarah." <laughs> By the time my daughter's old enough to play in the NFL, they're not going to be keeping score. It's going to be fully integrated anyway, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's just going to be all for fun, just just for the love of the game. No Everyone get- let, let your daughter play Pop Warner and see how much you enjoy watching your daughter get her ass kicked by a boy. It's it's not fun. I've seen my daughter didn't play, but uh, she was a cheerleader because damn it, that's where they belong on the sidelines with the pom poms. No, she didn't want to play. She had no interest. Uh, but my son played and I coached. And every, I said yesterday, every team, not every team, but lots of teams had one girl. And it's nice when they're 10, 11, but they do get hit. And when they get hit, mom and dad uh, don't think that's so fun. And that neither does she. And you cringe. Lots of high school teams have a girl or two. And that's good. They, you know, They're inclusive. They're allowed to play. But if you're allowed to play, you know what that means? You really actually have to play. You don't kick the ball and run off the field. You stay on the field and someone hits you. And as much as they will legislate the the real mean, nasty hits out of the game, like you saw in the Patriots game, when uh, Isaiah Simmons hit Cam Newton, and I think he hit him too hard, so it was a 15-yard penalty. Um, But there's a lot of hits like that. As much as they've tried to get rid of the real nasty hits, there's still plenty of them. And guys are faster and stronger and meaner than ever. And your daughter's going to get hit if she plays football. So I would recommend against it. 
but that's me. So all, to all our listeners, yeah. watch watch Jerry's Twitter page at around what what times what times Vanderbilt playing four o'clock on Saturday probably somewhere uh, around six thirty I think uh, they're going to shock the world and she's going to hit a forty two yard mm-hmm. field goal to win the game. You just wait. I hope they let her kick an extra. Well, actually, do you think they're going to score? I'm going to get the line on that. Yeah, well, I'm, I've got most on there. It tells me they're going to let her run one back. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, I blame Jason Whitlock from uh, Outkick for this. This is not me, uh, although I did chuckle. He said it was like watching a kid, a Make-A-Wish kid, you know, a special needs kid, right. when they, or a you know, kid who's dying, um, uh, a Make-A-Wish kid, get the ball, and the defense has already agreed to let him score, and they get out, and they pretend to chase him. And you see those, uh, those highlights or those videos on ESPN all the time, right. and, and it's kind of cool. Yep, and you feel good. And you get the little tingles. Sometimes you get a little choked up, and they all jump on the kid, and they do the same in basketball. Let them get a basket. That's what it felt like. They let him kick, let her kick, and run off the field. And everyone said, "Isn't this glorious?" As I mentioned before, the uh, the SI writer Pat Forty said it was one. What do you say? One small step for for <laughs> Vanderbilt football. One giant blast for womankind. What was a and by the way, it happened on the anniversary, a day before, I think, the day before the anniversary of uh, Rosa Parks sitting in the front of the bus, which was pretty impressive. I saw pictures yesterday of Rosa Parks defiantly sitting in the front row. They're, they're both trailblazers. Ever, but did Rosa Parks ever kick a ball 26 yards? No. Nope. Or yeah. motivate a football team, uh, which never happened. But, it, yeah, they're both uh, trailblazers. The, the thing is, is that, you know, you all this make-believe, and like, there's some of it is healthy. I think, like, we have the terminally ill, terminally ill kid, and Batman comes and picks him up, and they patrol the streets, and that's beautiful stuff. And it's it's like it's it's great, but it doesn't degrade from the integrity of anything. With this, when this is a healthy woman, you're pretending that she's a key player on the team. You know, that's a purely a stunt. It's got. It, that's why everybody plays roles now, and you know, nineteen-year-old idiots from Dover think that they're jihadists with uh, Antifa. Think they're revolutionaries, <laughs> and that's why Yamiche like, Alcindor, the publicly paid, you know, PBS um, correspondent, thinks that the, the Avengers uh, are coming to save us all. You know, through Biden's cabinet. They believe this stuff. It's almost like the Avengers are here. Right. They believe it was, that. You're right. It was the most artificial make pretend moment where everybody, and I'm honest to God, I read Whitlock, but other than that, everybody went along and said, isn't it nice? Little girls, people took pictures of their daughters watching it on TV and said, oh, I told my daughter she can do anything. Right. Really? What What make, and, and I said yesterday, uh, Hillary Clinton said, this proves girls can do anything. How does it prove that she didn't do anything? But anyway, but why? But also, Jerry, why? Why is it so important that like girls do all the dumb boy stuff? Why? Okay, uh, it, it comes from such a place of of insecurity. Who cares? I tell my daughter, who's ten, like I told you, that boys are stupid, and <laughs> you know, never believe them. Always try to outsmart them. Always outthink them, and never take any of their insults seriously. They're idiots. And you know she can do her own stuff. She likes girl stuff right now. I don't understand. Like, why would I have feel the need? You know what? I want to break the barrier in in lacrosse this year and make sure that she can be in the boys' team. I understand if there's no other team, no other way to play lacrosse, and they're all little kids, maybe. But man, it's, it's my my, uh, my daughter was on the chess team when she was like in elementary school. They had a chess team, and she would play the boys in chess and just 
she was very smart and she could win easily. So one day she was this kid that was a neighbor of ours. She let him win. And well, he won. I'm like, well, what are you doing? She goes, yeah, it's so important to him. I don't care. <laughs> like She's like, yeah. if he if he wins, he's so happy. If he loses, he's, he's, uh, you know, throws a fit. And she's like, well, who cares? And she doesn't care. Didn't seem important. But boys are idiots. Like you said, that's really important to them. You're going to get to the point in a couple of years where you have to teach her another lesson, Shattuck. Boys are pigs, all right? Yeah. Boys, oh, she's you know. witnessing that. But yes, I, I'm right there. I already know she knows that they're the, they're the inferior uh, gender and they're dumb. And you know, she knows to utilize their stupidity for her own gains. And hopefully, Good. hopefully she'll uh, she'll keep that lesson. Oh, but, you know, depending, college could change her in one semester. So that's true. Here's your uh, latest line, Vanderbilt at Georgia. Latest line, Georgia Bulldogs are favored by 34. <laughs> and the over-under is 51 and a half. Shock the world. That means that they don't expect you know, uh, the Commodores to score a lot of points. I hope they score at least one touchdown or get in field goal range. Mm-hmm. And I wish her well. She seems like a nice kid. Seems like she means well. She's kind of a victim in this that she's being used. But... I don't picture her in the nail in a 45-yard field goal. It could get embarrassing if, you know, she, like, whiffs on an extra point. But, I, I you know, I have a feeling Georgia hasn't won a road game in uh, more than two years. They're 0-8. They're absolutely awful. Um, th- th- defensively, Vanderbilt is giving up 37 points and almost 500 yards a game, and they're going against the Georgia Bulldogs on the road. It's going to get ugly. But then again, they never – had a pep talk from a girl's soccer right. player at halftime before. So maybe maybe her team spirit that she was talking about, maybe that puts them over the top. You guys you guys might be on the wrong side of history on this one because the comment section of this discussion is turned to co-ed softball. And uh, there's a lot of female uh, competitors in the comments right now. So you guys, you never know. You just never know. That I mean, that like softball doesn't jeopardize the lives, the well-being of the girl, and maybe the third baseman, but they wear masks now. But the when you play football, it's your, or you, it's your line you drives know, right up the middle. Ugh. Yeah, they wear masks too. They could get hurt. Yeah. But uh, uh, in football, you a girl plays, you know, a guy plays. He's gonna, you know, there's a good chance he's gonna get hurt, and you don't want to watch your daughter getting beaten up by by boys. You just don't. You don't want to watch them wrestling or boxing or AM, MMA. Right. Um, or, or be in the bottom of a pile in a football game, you know, <laughs> like somebody was like Fred Smurless, like breaking your fingers. <laughs> that, right. Or, or worse, you know, grabbing you in places that you don't want to right. be grabbed. I mean, you're right. You don't want your daughter out there in a pile of, of and as we point out, boys are pigs and you don't want yeah. them uh, pouncing on your poor daughter. But we'll see how. The lovely Sarah does uh, this weekend. All right, a couple more things to get to. Let me let me do uh, shake concrete. Then I want to get to uh, our long list of hypocrites. We got to get to that. And I want your pick on today's football game. We've never done the pregame show before, Shattuck, and we got the pregame. We are the pregame show. Ravens Steelers kicking off later today, and I'm I'm excited. Of course, the Ravens don't have any players, but hey. I'll still be watching. Uh, but first, let me tell you about Shake Concrete. This is for you homeowners and home builders. Do you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase on an old home to make that old home look better, Shea has great values with designs for any home. 
available in concrete, or you can customize your steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can move the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Piece of cake. You pick out the steps, you get the stone, the granite, the brick, or the precast concrete, and you say, that's what I want. They take the old ones away, which is a real pain in the ass. They put the new ones in, and just like that, your house looks better, and it is worth more. You can't go wrong. This is a no-brainer home improvement project. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com and just stop into one of their four state-of-the-art locations around New England. That's SheaConcrete.com. All right, who do you like today? Ravens started off as three-point underdogs. Then they kept losing players and losing more players. And then they lost their quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Then lost a couple more players. I think they're going to play eight on eight today, but it's going to be tough. Steelers, undefeated Steelers, are nine and a half point favorites now. Who do you like, Shattuck? Steelers win this game by 17 points, Jerry, which is actually not a bad, not a bad pick. I think 17 is a uniform number for a certain trailblazer. 17. Who's the trailblazer 17? Uh, kicker Sarah Fuller. No, she's number 32. Sorry. Now, this thing I'm oh, looking at says 17. Oh, that's her soccer number? No, this is, it, she's wearing a 17 football jersey in the pictures I have. Did they it's 17 is my, is my, um, is my um, pick. Well, she was 32 last, uh, last week, so I'm going to say Steelers by 32. I'm with you. Steelers minus the points. It is a decimated Baltimore team. And when you lose your QB, as like we saw in Denver, it's demoralizing. It's going to be tough. but And it's also one of those games where it's just weird. Everything's weird. You get a lot of adversity and uh, for the road team. Adam Schefter was live tweeting the, the playing taking off for Pittsburgh because they never knew. No one was sure if it would ever take off because there was another outbreak and another person test positive and another ball boy test positive. And they're, they're going through with it. And here's what I... I'm, I'm, I don't get is these people. Keith Oldman was on this last yesterday on Twitter saying, just cancel, cancel the season. NFL. enough of this. And I'm going, why would they cancel the season? Their job is to make money and entertain me. And I'm going to watch today. And there's a good chance they'll entertain me on a Wednesday afternoon. So what's the problem? Why, why would you cancel the season? If the guys test positive for COVID, they don't play. Hell, if they're in a meeting with someone who tests positive and they don't have a mask on, they don't play. But you know what? Someone else will. Next man up. It's about putting a game on for the network, for the viewers, for the fans, selling ads and entertaining us. If if, if someone gets COVID, they don't play. So what? Yeah, I mean, it sucks that your star starting quarterback is out with COVID or on the list or whatever, but right. it's so it's fair for everybody else. There's no like advantage for everybody. You're it's right. always been a game of attrition, and now more than right. ever, it's a game yeah. of attrition. If you lose guys, or you lose your quarterback, and you're stupid enough to not wear masks in your meetings like Denver, then you don't have a quarterback. And guess what? You lose. So what? That's part of the game. Right. Yeah. I mean, historically, football games have been played in the elements, which can be just crazy. You know, the, the, I go back to that 06, I think, um, AFC uh, East Championship Patriots team that lost when they all had pneumonia. I mean, people are sick. People get banged up. You know, Brady was out one year, and uh, people get banged up. You play on. Absolutely, you play on. Jesus. Tough sport. And, and to, you know. to your point, it's it's way more entertaining to watch, like, RG3 come back out of, you yeah. know, 
aware and see if he can put together a good game. It's just from an entertainment standpoint, it's better to watch. You know, I know. I wish they had fans. I mean, I, it's too bad they don't. But it'll be uh, it'll be weird, very very weird watching football on a uh, on a Wednesday afternoon. But I'm in. It's football. You know, it's not. It, it's 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 a great sport and it's a dangerous sport and you put guys out there and you hope they they can uh, battle through it. Uh, girls or guys, either one, not just guys, could be girls, but you put girls or guys out there and you hope they can battle through it. Hey, by the way, Sarah Fuller's 6'2", Jerry. Is she really? Yeah. Now, yesterday, um, who did we have on with us yesterday? VB. No, that was you, Colin. You were looking at her Instagram page. Do you yeah. have any like swimsuit beach shots? Uh, no. Well, listen, that's part part of the gig. That I like that. Uh, I like that job responsibility. So let me get that while you guys talk for a second. And you were disappointed in her followers. She only has like yeah. forty five thousand followers on Twitter. Um, I think like forty of them are twelve uh, year old, you know, tomboys who want to play in the NFL. But you know, she's inspiring them, leading them. She's retweeting the, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton. Uh, and good for her, but I'd love to see her kick a real kick, like a real, you know, 32 yard field goal and see what happens. Um, because I don't think it's going to go well, but enough of Sarah Fuller. Good luck to her. She's on her way to Georgia with the v- Vanderbilt Commodores, the O and eight Vanderbilt Commodores. Um, a couple more things. Uh, what do we always hear when, uh, liberals start talking about climate change and climate deniers and, we hear it's settled science, right? Mm-hmm. And which is absurd. There's no such thing. Quietly yesterday, the CDC changed their rules. Now, instead of quarantining for 14 days, you only have to quarantine for 10, which just like one day. Hey, no one. Or if you get a negative test, only seven. You only have to quarantine for seven days. So for nine months, people have been quarantined for two weeks at least. And now it's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Seven days is enough. This stuff changes every day. And I have a feeling if, you know, the vaccines don't aren't widely disseminated in the next few weeks, like in three months, people are going to be whatever, doing either walking around in full, you know, hazmat suits or, or no masks at all. And they'll say, you know what? We decided you don't really need masks. It's just it, the idea that you should be uh, enforcing this, the, you know, these mandates one way and one way. And it, this is the way it has to be. You can't you know, have, have, have an outdoor dining because, because why there's like really no science behind it. It's just so arbitrary and just so, uh, unsettled and I'm not, you know, making excuses for anybody, but right. every day, like you hear these stories of some, someone uh, yelling at someone else for not wearing a mask outside, walking the dog. And I'm like, my first thought is, are you sure that that matters? Are you sure? that I'm killing you. Like, like the story in USA today, um, that breathing on people is a deadly act and you could be a serial killer. If you you don't have a mask, the person that said that, are they going to feel silly in three months when we find out that, you know, masks really don't stop you from killing people or, or, you know, not wearing a mask doesn't cause you to kill people. Right. Well, or the condescending or patronizing nurse or doctor who says, I just held a dying patient for the last few minutes of his life while his family wasn't allowed to see him wear your damn masks. We don't know how that the old, the person got it. We don't know what, what, you know, he he could have been placed next to one of Cuomo's uh, sick people. (laughs) You know, why are we being punished and yelled at for something that we don't, we don't know our mask behavior and 
both we all wear masks and are, it has, isn't necessarily correlated directly to these deaths. It's a bleeping pandemic coming around. And there's some things that it, it is maddening. The real maddening things, and I'm fine. Put the, I go to the grocery store or CVS. I do that, pull up the gator, and I'm sure it doesn't do anything, but it's for looks and it's, you know, make other people e- ease their minds. But to me, there's some things that I've looked for. I've looked for and said, you know, outdoor dining, this is a big freaking deal. It's not, doesn't matter anymore in, in New England, but in other parts in California, you know, they're banning outdoor dining. Not not for, you know, mayors of certain cities, that's okay. But for the rest of the people, the little people, you can't have outdoor dining. They're going to put restaurants, more and more restaurants out of business. And you can't find a study or evidence that outdoor dining with the, you know, rules of, you know, the, the, the servers have their masks and their gloves and people, the tables are six or eight feet apart. You can't find evidence that that is a way to spread the virus and kill people. You just can't. It's just, it's window dressing and it's destroying lives. I mean, destroying restaurants and small business and, you know, taking jobs away from people and ruining people's uh, life savings. And it's just arbitrary. And you go, can you just back that up? I mean, is it asking too much to show me why we can't have outdoor dining or why right. kids can't be back in school. By now, we all know there's no reason, no evidence that says kids shouldn't be in school. You know it. I know it. It's just the the diabolical teachers union who wants to keep their vacation going. They don't want kids to go to school. But you can't find the science that says they shouldn't be in school. You can't find the science that says you can't eat outdoors. You know, it doesn't exist. If there's a science that says that you can't eat outdoors, then the same science would suggest that you can't have 100,000 people crowded in the streets. But the same people who are saying we can't eat outdoors were saying it's an important health issue that people protest this summer. It's about health, which is why Janet Yellen, of course, is talking about you know social justice as well. Because all of these liberal uh, boutique causes override facts and the science. Because what's important, you know, is the woke movement and the the health and the science will happily take a rest while that stuff happens. And that's why nobody believes Fauci. I mean, how could you? He's already mentioned a couple of times how proud he was of giving misleading us so that we wouldn't uh, because we're stupid. So we wouldn't take all the masks and buy up all the masks. You know, you've had people saying, you know, in World War II, they stuck stuck it out underground. You figure at least you could stick it out where you are. Yeah, in World War II, there were literally bombs falling out of the sky in London. And uh, by the way, we also could visit each other and see each other. And also, you know, our neighbors were getting, were dying. There was there were explosions. We could see what was happening. We didn't need you guys. And other people say, well, you know, during the Spanish flu, People back then, uh, you know, wore masks and they did the right thing. Yeah, they did wear masks. Government people told them to wear masks and almost 700,000 died in the U.S. from the Spanish flu. Like, come on. just we didn't shut down the economy, which is a first, uh, destroying the economy. But again, we all know what that was all about. That was about regime change and it worked. But to me, uh, it, it, it is amazing how many people just go along without asking questions, without questioning authority, and just, as I've said many times, putting masks on little kids. And there's, that does, that's not necessary. It wasn't necessary six months ago. It's still not necessary. But one day, 
People just said, you know, I'm going to wrap my three-year-old in a mask and, and scare the crap out of him because the invisible little boogeyman might enter his lungs and kill him when you know it's not true. But somehow it's a sign that, look, I'm doing my part. We're all in this together. Let's all do these illogical, nonsensical things because it shows that I'm not, that I care. You know, right. <laughs> yeah, look at me. I care. So I'm going to wear a mask by myself walking in the woods with my dog. And you go, what, 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 why, why are you doing that? Oh, because I care. And you go, that's not a reason. There's no science to it. But we got to get to the hypocrites. And I know they're not, uh, uh, you know, real high profile people, but I don't care because this, we're going to do this every day. There's a Los Angeles supervisor uh, who, was in all the headlines yesterday because she spoke passionately about banning outdoor dining, putting obviously putting more and more restaurants out of business, destroying the lives of people who work and own these restaurants. And a few hours later, she was caught at a Santa Monica restaurant eating outdoors. Uh, the uh, San um, San Francisco mayor, the day after Gavin Newsom ate at French Laundry with 22 mm -hmm. friends. That scummy, slimy hypocrite. The day after that, the San Francisco mayor also ate at French Laundry after banning out uh, banning outdoor dining in San Francisco. Right. And she was very adamant that you better stay inside. We are still taking in transfer patients from other counties because while it's getting bad here, it's even worse in other places. We've been worried for months, but now it's real. Our dangerous winter has arrived. But she arrived at French Laundry. Listen to the passion in her yes. voice. It like there's lots of things that the you know our public officials make you do that insist you do. Whether it's you know you 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 can't park in a handicapped spot, you know, mm -hmm. and. Once in a while, they'll get caught in a handicapped spot. Usually they won't, though. Usually that woman probably doesn't park in handicapped spots. And you understand why you can't be taking those spots. I mean, you could think of anything like that you that, that you have to do. Uh, you have to follow the law for, for reason. You understand the reasons. In this case, they're insisting that they, they made up these laws, but you're insisting you follow the law. The, you know, like the, the Denver mayor, you cannot travel, stay home this holiday season, do not travel, whatever you do, stay home with your, and then, right. and then but from where, off, Jerry, where does he tweet later, He's getting on a plane. <laughs> I mean, these people are just awful, rotten, slimy, scummy, dishonest people. Every bleep in one of them. And he's Not beautiful, Jerry. The Denver mayor is beautiful because the press asked him, you know, they said, hey, by the way, we got people who think you should lose your job. I'm going to start with this top question that viewers have been asking us since Wednesday. Will you resign? No. No, no equivocation. Do you feel like that's no. even an appropriate no. question? No, no. No, no, I'm not no, going to. Why should I resign? They don't really mean it, which is amazing to me that people still listen to them. Like, and one other person was the San Jose mayor, who had a big family gathering at San Jose and uh, for Thanksgiving after telling people not to do that. Now, if a public official does that once, you know they're full of crap. You know they right. don't mean what they're saying, and their job is to like stand before the the mics and the media every day and tell you things. Well, everything you say after that, if you're the mayor of Denver, if you're the mayor of San Jose, San Francisco, the L.A. supervisor, Gavin Newsom, Andrew Cuomo, uh, 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 what's his name, and uh, Phil Murphy in, in New Jersey, caught with a big group, 
out to dinner, no masks, no social distancing. They're all full of it. At well, some what's point, even more remarkable. understand these are rotten, lying yeah. human beings, and we shouldn't listen to them anymore. Right. And what's remarkable is their reasons for it. They think so little of the people, the constituency, that they say, no, no, you don't understand. My friend was having his 50th birthday. Right. He's been planning it. Right. You know, there, we have a bunch of couples there. This guy from Texas was saying, oh, we just had we had five people there plus my sister. Well, then three, she had three more people. And then my brother came. And then it was just a family thing that we do most year. Usually it's a lot bigger. It's a family thing. They, it, the jerk we just heard for, from the Denver mayor also said, I was just going to see my daughter. I mean, it, it's something we do most Thanksgivings. Right. And they expect you. You don't get this leeway from them. Right. It's, they, well, it's like Newsom. Newsom had a dinner with 22 people. Mm-hmm. The tab was $15,000. I mean, I'm going to guess that there aren't a lot of people who can relate to that. And he said, you know, the, the gathering was bigger than I thought. And we were just going to stop by briefly. And we stayed. And we were outdoors. And it turns out all of that was a lie. It was 22 people indoors, mm-hmm. no social distancing, no masks. It was all a lie. And there's only, this is very simple, Shattuck, very, very simple, is every time someone like Newsom or Laurie uh, Lightfoot in Chicago, who, by the way, went out and got her hair done after saying she you cannot. Great. And she said, I have to do that. I'm the face of the city. I have to look good. Well, two things. Uh, whatever your hairdresser did, didn't work. Okay? I disagree. And what about everyone else in the city? They don't want to look good. Their, their appearance is irrelevant. Yours is important. This this freaky looking space alien looking woman is telling you her appearance is important. Well, I, I don't think it is because you got elected looking like that. But anyway, every one of them, you know, uh, whatever, Phil Murphy, Ned Lamont, uh, Andrew Cuomo, when they tell you this is deadly and dangerous, which is the exact words that the L.A. supervisor, this woman, cool, this this uh, tough looking woman in L.A. said, it, this is deadly and dangerous. Outdoor dining is deadly and dangerous. And then goes, eats that. Then, you know, she didn't mean it. You know, she didn't mean it because if it were deadly and dangerous, they wouldn't, Gavin Newsom wouldn't sit in that restaurant. If he thought it were deadly and dangerous, there's things you should not do because they're deadly and dangerous. You know, you right. should take drugs. You shouldn't drive drunk. Well, Gavin Newsom can say, this is like saying, don't drive drunk. It's deadly and dangerous. And then getting busted, blowing a 2.0, you know, uh, crossing the yellow line. That's essentially what he did. He said, what, what you shouldn't eat in a big group because you could kill each other. Okay. Uh, you got me scared. I'm not going to do it. And then the next day you see him in a big group and you go, wait a second. You didn't mean what you said, because if you did, you wouldn't have done it. So we know everything they say after, subsequently is is a lie everything they say after that is absolute crap because if it were true unless he had a death wish he wouldn't have done it well not only that but you'd empty the place out i mean you'd be running through the french laundry like you know jesus turning over the the bedding tables or whatever saying get out of here get out of here everybody this is you're gonna die i can't in good conscience watch all of you people die you can't be doing this right but no there's no concern whatsoever what's going to be very interesting Cherry, is to see when these guys on the down low get the vaccine and just how quickly, you know, they make sure, you know, Lori Lightfoot, you know, I'm the elected leader. Cuomo will get it before Trump leaves office? Will Cuomo get it under a President Trump? 
Yes, Cuomo will get it tomorrow if he can get it. <laughs> he probably already has gotten it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, and that's going to be huge just to see how these guys make sure that they cover themselves off. These will be captains getting lifeboats on an unprecedented level. Yeah, I, you know, you're right. It'll be interesting. They'll get it. Cuomo's 89 year old mother. You're right. Probably has already gotten it, but it, 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 I, I guess I can't blame them. There, I mean, Gavin Newsom is a slime ball. Andrew mm. Cuomo is a piece of garbage, an absolute piece. You know, the media loves him and the, and the actors and De Niro and, and Ben Stiller, they love him and he'll get reelected. So well, no, I guess I can't I mean it doesn't matter. He's killing, you know, tens of thousands of elderly people. There are enough stupid voters out there that believe his bullshit that he's going to get elected. It's very yeah. interesting, Jerry. 2028 could be an election year full of covid Democrats. Charlie Baker, Newsom, uh, Cuomo, depending on what happens, it. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, it's, you know, some people hopefully will remember some people, it should still matter that you kill, you know, elderly New Yorkers. It still should be a, a factor, but who knows? Maybe you can just brush it under the rug. Like it's an affair you had when you were, when you were younger or something. But before we go, I got to mention this because last night I was just sitting around watching, you know, whatever usual. And I get this text and it was the saddest friggin' text and it was a guy who I don't really know, but I've met in the past. And he said he, he was a car. He was in the car business. He was a sales manager at a car dealer doing well, decided in January, almost a year ago to change careers and go in the restaurant business and bought Ooh. a restaurant and uh, renovated, repaired, opened up in August during the, uh, the shutdown and partial shutdown. And he just said, he's ruined. I mean, his life is ruined. His life savings is gone and he, he didn't know where to turn or who to talk to. He said, you know, it doesn't even, I don't even know him. He just said, I just need to, to, to vent. And I'm reading this. I'm saying, does, does Charlie Baker or Andrew Cuomo or Newsom or Whitmore, any of these slime balls in, in, in public office, even think for a second about these people I'm reading. I'm saying this guy is, you know, Probably, I don't know how, you know, 50 worked his ass off most of his life, tried to, you know, uh, achieve the, you know, his dream and become a restaurant owner. Everything's going great. Boom. The, the China sends the virus and, and it all ends and he's trying to make it. And you see these stories every mm -hmm. day, they put up the plexiglass, they put up the sanitation stations, the, the, uh, the waitresses have the masks and the gloves and they're ready to go and boom. Oh, we're gonna have a curfew, or boom, no more uh, outdoor dining. And you're going, wait a second, do you care at all about these people, these hardworking people? And you listen to, you know, you see a, you know, again, my congressperson, and she'll be talking about, you know, race. Every all she talks about is racial inequities and social justice. And you go, do you care at all about the people in your district who are working to stay uh, above, above water, just hoping to survive this? And you don't hear a word about him. It's just like, yeah, you know, I'm my, my, I, you know what I Anna Presley did the other day said during these tough times, patronize own uh, businesses owned by black and brown people. I'm thinking, wait, your constituents, you, who you you want them to to base their decisions on on skin color during this Christmas shopping? I mean, you oh wait that store let's see, oh that's owned by a white guy or that's owned by a white woman. You know, skip that. Let's find a store owned by a brown person. 
These people are right. so Right, well, not only that, but we've Boston shut down 44% of all businesses, all small businesses. You've already whacked out a half of the businesses that are owned by black and brown people. You've destroyed them. You know, between the cultural revolution and now this uh, the suiciding the economy, we've destroyed 40% of all the businesses in the state are gone. You know, never had to happen. There wasn't a cataclysmic, you know, weather event. There weren't fires. It was, well, there were some looting fires, I guess, but there was, it didn't have to happen. But, you know, I mean, I know you read the globe. I mean, you look at the globe. I don't. Um, This story was on Fox News last night, local uh, Fox News. 44% of Boston's small businesses have closed during the 44% of small businesses in Boston have closed, have shuttered. They you know, I'm going to take shuttered. a page from Jerry Callahan and say, Jerry, I just mentioned that you're always quick to tell me and Aiden when did you, you said 44%. Oh yes. We'll check the tape here. Dave, sorry, yeah. did you come up yeah. with the exact number? I'm sorry. I hate that, but I was right. looking for the story and wondering, um, data compiled by Harvard researchers. That's amazing. Harvard even admits that is a mark. That's almost half. You know, I'm not a math whiz. Almost half. When do you hear, like, any Charlie Baker, you know, Marty? When do you hear them? You know, any of these assholes in, in these governors and these mayors even talk about that? Half the small business. Well, you know what it is? That that's tens of thousands of people's lives destroyed. They're up in flames. Right. Their life savings gone. Yeah, no. They, the only time that you hear them talk about restaurants is when they're yelling at them, like Salt Bay for right. having a few people in Park Square. You know, I assume that in Harvard Square and Central Square and Kendall Square in Cambridge, these restaurants are shuttering as well. So it's actually affecting, you know, people. It's affecting the people who usually get, uh, you know, a silkweed and pineapple pizza. You know, <laughs> their lives have now been uh, have been harmed by this. And so, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. It's just remarkable. I mean, these businesses should be made good by the federal government or the state government. Somebody's got to make these businesses good. It's ridiculous that you people, people aren't loud enough about this shit. Like yesterday I saw what's one of the restaurants in Boston. But by, by the way, there was seven of them well, yesterday. Yeah, let's call it cafeteria, right? You see a tweet. Cafeteria is closing. You go look at the replies on the tweet and it's like, oh, I love their fucking sandwich. And they gave they had the greatest drink in the world. No, nobody in the replies is commenting about why did this have to happen to cafeteria? What is the cause of this, and how can we make this right? How do we not let this happen? Oh, yeah. Worse is what I and I always tweet about them, you know, whenever I can, and the responses say, "Yeah, but this saved lives." And you go, "Wait a second, we know the transmission, or well, we don't know. We, they, they track, they trace the transmission place from the origins of, uh, of the virus, and 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 restaurants is a very small percentage. Many, many times that you get at home, people get at home." The government makes you stay home, stay inside where you get the virus. They don't let you go to restaurants, uh, you know, at, until a certain hour. And then they close um, with all these rules. But there's no evidence that dining outdoors is a hotspot for the virus. None. And yet they close them down. And it's insane. And people, you're right. There's very little pushback. It's disappointing. I'm disappointed in the American people that they're not more outraged at, the, at this insane overreaction from these these tyrants. And, you know, um, it's not going to get better because we're getting a spike nope. now and these guys are getting off on their power and they're going to continue to ruin these people's lives like this. It's a huge, who, who, you know, who put a Porter's life savings saved up for 30 years, put <clears throat> money in a restaurant, 
just thought it was, you know, his dream come true. And boom, the government says, no, you can't make a living. You can't. Right. Uh, and it's a huge wealth transference. So now all of these small businesses, 40% of the small businesses in the state now, they're gone, but the big stores are still there. So the big monoliths, the national monoliths, Amazon, and et cetera, those are thriving. Those are doing well. So, I mean, we've completely culled these uh, mom-and-pop operations. Small business is a huge employer. Obviously, it's a, it's the economic engine for the state and the country. And that we've just we just euthanized it here out of an abundance of caution, which is freaking horrible. They do it, they do it without batting an eye. It, mm-hmm. they're, they're just monsters. They're you, make, monster. you make the best point. Like Newsom doesn't go to the restaurant because he thinks he's going to die within. Two, you know what I mean? After so, it's I read a headline yesterday. Schools closed in Atlanta, but all but they gave special permission for Spider Man Two or something to film. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, the mayor of Boston, uh, just another uh, you know wholly owned subsidiary of the teachers union, announced that there will be no in school, no in person school until next year. So you're at the beginning of December. Kids are just dying. Literally, they're 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 deteriorating before our eyes because they have no school, no interaction. These are more effects poor kids, minority kids more. Mm-hmm. But as we know, Democrats don't give a damn about poor kids or minority kids. They care about the teachers' union. Their biggest donate, their biggest source of of uh, donations. So you have a guy a mayor and granted not the smartest guy in the world but you know you say why don't kids go to school and he can't tell you he can't tell you he literally doesn't have an answer for the most obvious question i mean we know the answer it's because i'm in the back pocket of the teachers union and they don't want their vacation to end that's the answer but he obviously won't say that so you say okay no school and and thousands of kids special needs kids Kids from uh, you know uh, bad households, abusive households, they're stuck at home. Exactly. At least at least another month or more, because the teachers union don't want to go to work, and the mayor can't give you an answer. He can't say, "Yes, we got this study from you know whatever Stanford that says kids are a danger." Ba He can't do that. You know why? Right. There is no reason kids shouldn't be in school other than these people are shameless and they're and they're just vile human beings. Don't care about kids, but right. But if you're a wine mom and went West Roxbury and you make lots of money, you know, you're sending your kids now to a private school, private schools have, you know, they've spiked upwards in, in attendance. Now, well, people have taken almost 40,000 people out of the roles of the public schools. You know, once again, the very top, the privileged people, all they, they're, all they have to do their, their entire cover charge for, for feeling like they've been cleansed and in, uh, in in the in, in woke goodness, is put a lawn sign out and tweet something on on Twitter. But no, they're escaping this. They're having a grand time. You know, it's the poor, it's the people in poor communities who are just. And, and it's not going to end anytime soon because nobody seems to hold their feet to the fire. It's too bad. All right, we got to wrap this up. We got a football game to watch. I want to you know see the pregame and. Um, you know, get my bet in again. I'm going with the. St- we're both going with the Steelers. How about you, Colin? Oh yeah, you gotta go with the Steelers. Stay undefeated. Great, great squad. Great game. It's gonna be a great game to watch. I don't care about either of these teams now. You know, as you know, I've, I've generally rooted against the both of them, but uh, um, I guess I'll root for the Steelers to stay undefeated because you know they had a couple guys who stood for the anthem. That's how I pick them. Right. You know, they have Villain Waver, a couple other guys who said nope. I'm not kneeling, so they, uh, they're they my team today. Go Steelers. But uh, 
All right, uh, Shattuck, that is Tom Shattuck, host of the Burn Barrel podcast, editor of the Lowell Sun. Trailblazer, Jerry. Trail, why are you Trailblazer again? I'm going to be Nancy Shattuck in a couple of weeks. That's right, decided. Nancy Shattuck, um, and you're going to, but what sport can you play and, like, kick the girl's ass in? I can't, you know, you can't. What, is it curling? Is that track. co-ed? first of all you can't tell me i can't do track jerry (laughs) you could throw the shot put what are you gonna do i don't want female names to work off of with tom or thomas that's that's that is a problem so yeah nancy might be the only option for you yeah Yeah, you're definitely a nancy all right that is nancy shattuck uh thank you nancy and uh thanks to allied paving and shake concrete and dcu and flagship anything else Colony? what am i missing here? No, I'll, I'll give a shout out to vb who was on yesterday he predicted this that uh we're gonna get a boxing league of celebrity fighters and snoop is launching a boxing league called the fight club and i'm all in on that snoop's gonna do it the right way so shout out to vb uh, they can't charge 50 bucks to watch though right does that that's not gonna be the deal uh, i don't know it depends they're, they're teasing they won't say the names but they're teasing a better fight than tyson versus jones so, Junior. So I don't know. Better fight. I mean, could you get Hagler come back and fight Sugar Ray? Finally, yeah. get his revenge. I know. I don't know how you fight than that. I would pay for that. I mean, uh, most you know the boxers they don't live to be that old. You know, it's a tough life. And uh, yeah, go so have a get, with Peter McNeely today. And yeah, you better get him before they either pass away or go completely. You know, Joe Biden on us and lose their marbles. So uh, I'll. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how the uh, senior circuit of the boxing, the sport of boxing goes. But uh, all right, this is the Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.